0: Survivor Specialist Phone Alexa are back and we have made it all the way to the Survivor China finale recap. It's so exciting. Alexa's having a mini earthquake in her apartment <laughs> and the microphone is tipping. But yes, we are here. The finale is done over with. James just won a hundred thousand dollars. Todd just won a million. Courtney won the hearts and um of everybody in America, including Jeff's, who just wants to simply know are you anorexic or bulimic?
1: It's a fair question to ask. I mean, that's definitely an okay thing to ask in front of millions of people. Um, especially after uh a couple minutes later asking Eric if he's still a virgin.
0: Yes, I'm I'm I I guess I'm more okay with the Eric, are you a virgin? Because he obviously brings it up on the show and whatever. <laughs> and it's more of like a joke where it's hey, you're dating her. So are you still a virgin? Like you put somebody on the spot, the awkward question, whatever. But there's a difference between like an awkward question and a <laughs> so uh what eating disorder you got, huh? Which one you got today?
1: Jeff, this is like peak bad Jeff. So he funny. He's 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 awful in this reunion, but it's but it's hilarious. And this this is another good reunion where Jeff's tough, but John Robert is tougher. He yeah. like he John Robert watches that entire season and is still like, yep, I was the mastermind here.
0: John Robert is amazing. I, I love John Robert at this finale. I love him at the at the final tribal council. I love him at the reunion. I think it's all just so, so, so funny. Um, because he just doesn't give up. He doesn't give in to the fact of like, John Robert, you're not that good at the game. John Robert, Todd totally played you. John Robert, you still aren't very good at the game. Like Jeff is totally telling you everything that you're doing wrong. And John Robert probably went the entire time, like you said, and never once realized like, Hey, Todd probably lied to me here. He probably didn't actually think I was the biggest threat, but he wants my, my thing for a million dollars. That's all he wants is my vote.
1: And and it's it's hilarious because when Todd actually shuts him up, the entire jury is laughing because of that. Why is?
0: My internet totally tanked. That's okay. I'm in a new apartment, Alexa. Keep talking. Just keep talking. You know talking. what? It was actually but...
1: my internet that tanked. So, really? I thought, yeah, that was, that was all me
0: well so for anybody who is sitting here uh just wondering phil why aren't you speaking i just moved into a new apartment so <laughs> i assumed it was my internet but actually it's alexa alexa get your shit together <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I, well i'm not in my apartment i am dog sitting right now so we're, we're 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 in a tough situation tonight this isn't that's we've had some some technical difficulties all around <laughs> uh some technical difficulties
0: all around if anybody has a hotline to youtube or google please <laughs> give it to us and i'm not joking we no, seriously we, we need, we need help with google and youtube because i can't be a survivor specialist right now um so somebody please find out but anyway i um yeah so so no i think Jean Robert. Jean bear is great uh that answer i love how everybody just makes fun of him when james says he shot him up i've never heard that happen he actually shot him up that's what's so amazing about this whole thing is like people actually shut Jean Robert up and that's ultimately what gets todd the win it, it you know it seems like oh todd you stole a million dollars you snuck your way in I think people were a little bit more hopeful on Amanda going into this finale. And then she just was terrible, but, but also Todd was the obvious choice here. There was no way you were Mm going to give it to, to Courtney over Todd, even though they almost did. I mean, Courtney does come in second place, but I do feel like Todd would have had to really have a bad final tribal. And I don't think he had a great one. People sometimes try to say he had like the best of all time. I totally disagree. I actually think Courtney's performance is better. That's why she ends up with two votes and very nearly gets three. Mm-hmm. Um, she very nearly gets Jean Robert's vote, but, um, you know, that's, that's just how I, I feel about it. I'm like, you know, those it it's, it's weird. It's like a weird final tribal council where it's a complete implosion that makes somebody look really good. But at the end of the day, the second place finisher is the one who did the most work.
1: Yeah. I mean, Amanda, especially watching this with this lens now, like Amanda is the classic person who's definitely not winning, but they give her so much attention in the finale that you're like, huh? I think. I think she could pull it out, but I think you're right. I mean, Amanda completely tanks it. Todd does very well because Todd doesn't really he Todd doesn't like recoil back into himself. He doesn't do what Amanda does. He owns it. But I think what Courtney does really well is she adapts to her person. John Robert didn't have any respect for her. And she stood up for herself. When Frosty came on, she got all cute and flirty with him. So she knew what each person needed. And I I, I don't think she was fake in any way, but I think she just knew what to play up to.
0: Well, and even Jean Robert says, like, that was a good answer. There's a yeah. good answer. Like she, He almost can't believe that it's a good answer. <laughs> and
1: speak. Yeah.
0: And, and what's crazy to me every time I watch this is that Denise and James are the ones who end up voting for Courtney. Frosty doesn't vote for Courtney and Jean Robert doesn't vote for Courtney. Now, if Mm -hmm. Jean Robert would have stuck to his guns, but Jean Robert is just too prideful. He's not going to vote for somebody like Courtney. But if he would have stuck to his guns and said, Amanda, Todd, you guys screwed me over. I'm not going to vote for you. That's it. You lose. Then Courtney gets his vote and Frosty. You're going into that final tribal, assuming that Courtney's going to get Frosty's vote. Courtney was very close to winning this season. And I think people kind of miss that. And actually, had Amanda's final tribal been better, you could argue that Todd gets dropped down a vote and we have a 3-2-2. And then that one vote, which probably would have been Frosty's vote or Jean Robert's vote, would have been the deciding vote. But Amanda's final tribal was just really bad. Jamie, I'm pretty sure, wanted to vote for Amanda going into final tribal. And then Amanda just gave her absolutely nothing.
1: Jamie was trying it was really cute but it but I think you're right I mean people talk, this is definitely one of the best groupings of final three of all time this is a really good um it is a really good final tribal also but this would have been by and way, the best if Amanda stood a little more of a chance if Amanda fought a little more because then this would have been a oh my god this like I have absolutely no idea who's going to win
0: well, and I still think you get that feeling. It's just that it feels yeah. like it, right from the start, it's slipping away from Amanda. Whereas in other seasons, like Julie Rosenberg actually has a good final tribal, but gets no votes. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, going into the finale, you think that Amanda is going to actually pull it out. Todd is too schemy. Courtney's too bitchy. And here's Amanda. She's the one who orchestrated the James blind side. She's likable. She's pretty. She's all of these things that you want in a survivor winner and then she gets there and just from her opening words you're like oh you are screwed. you have no shot and so from there it's okay is it going to be courtney or is it going to be todd is it going to be courtney or is it going to be todd and the way it just keeps going up and down up and down up and down there's a point there where you really say to yourself is courtney really going to pull this thing out because james denise jean robert uh you know frosty like i said there's so many people there and i know it looks like eric only asked amanda a question i think that's just saved for time because he ends up voting for amanda i'm sure he asked everybody but had courtney answered jamie's questions better maybe with how bad amanda's performance was jamie even votes for courtney
1: yeah and i I actually i wrote written down in my notes which i don't have on me so really just kind of going all in on this yeah we're we're prepared tonight we've we were definitely on yeah. top for stuff today total um, disaster
0: i'm sitting on the I, floor I, in an empty bedroom
1: i had written down every yeah phil is on the floor looking like he's squatting but wasn't sure if that was actually the case imagine um, i could
0: squat for the next hour that would be that's really so impressive. Some
1: impressive yeah really impressive squatting game you got there Doing um, wall but i actually wrote down i was like did eric ask a jury question because i almost missed it his was mm-hmm. so quick and I, I i forgot that he was even there
0: well Do you think in China, and I'm not sure about the answer to this, so this is an actual question. If anybody in the chat knows, let me know. But when they were filming China, did they know that season 16 was going to be fans versus favorites? And had they already decided that James was coming back? Because Jeff does things in this Finale that he has never done. He draws a lot of attention to James on the jury, which never happens. Because what normally happens is, you know, think about Survivor season four. And I know Survivor changes, but just think about this. Survivor season four, you go all the way back to there, and and Tammy gets up there and rips on religion, and Sean Rector walks up there and is essentially like, All right, sit down. We don't need that. Shut up. And 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 it's great, but Jeff doesn't say, Tammy, how do you feel about that? But up until this point, we've never really seen anything like this. We see reactions, blah, blah, blah. But Jeff doesn't say, James, what are you laughing about? What's so funny? Oh, he shut him up. And maybe these interactions always happen and they just decided to edit this way because they knew that James was about to be on our TV for another, I guess, 10 episodes ish uh, in the next season. So it was an editor's kind of trick. But I do find it interesting how much Jeff was kind of playing with James in a way that we never really see him play with anybody. And it made for. You know Eric getting no screen time and Jamie kind of just looking like a, a buffoon and 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 it really was the genre bear James and sort of PG show.
1: So I think I, I'm not sure, but I actually think that they did already plans plan for fans versus favorites. Um, I think the cast was still gelled or it wasn't wasn't fully fleshed out yet because Yule in an AMA recently said that he was very, very close to being in fans versus favorites and then got cut kind of near the last minute. So mm-hmm. maybe they had people and then they bumped Yule, a winner, for James.
0: Yeah, and and well, I think, well, originally it was supposed to be an all-star season and then they elected to not make it all-stars and they made it fans versus favorites. and right. And so... I know that there were some winners and they decided, no, we don't want to have any winners. We want to have everybody else that wasn't that, you know, that didn't win, but it's just funny to me. Like what I know that season 16 finishes before season 15. And that's why Amanda Kimmel is, garbage at final tribal both times um mm-hmm. spoilers to anybody who hasn't watched season 16 <laughs> but, yeah i mean if you know parvati wins if you watch season 40 you see parvati sitting next to amanda so hello it's pretty <laughs> obvious but um but that's why she's not good because she never got to watch herself back before she went out the second time when they're sitting there at the china reunion james and amanda know exactly what place they already finished on season 16 because it is already filmed and they're back from that It was when they first started to kind of do these, not necessarily back to back, but the time had started to take over. Um, So anyway, what what I'm what I'm trying to say is I just wonder, is James always this playful? And nowadays it's a little bit different because it's more of like an open discussion. It's not really like I'm going to get up and say my piece. Or was this because they knew like, James, you're coming back for the next season. Is that cool with you? And we're really going to try to give as much screen time to you. So people are excited about you coming back because we've never seen anything like this ever. And we really haven't seen anything like it
1: since. Yeah. I think it's sort of a combination of both because I, I'm only going to use kind of like the screen time. The only the comparison to Russell in terms of screen time, but really like, and James doesn't dominate the season the way that Russell does. Cause obviously he doesn't make it as far, but I think it's a combination of James being so different and so popular while also, you know, needing him to be propped up because he's going to be in fans versus favorites. But the thing with James is you don't even need to force it with him because he's whatever comes out of his mouth. People are going to have an automatic reaction to. So I think as long as Jeff was just like, I'll just feed him something. I'm always going to get something good.
0: Well, and and I even think about like when James wins the $100,000 when he's sitting there and he's he's the one who's making the little quips. Everybody celebrates with him like he just won a football game. Like it's one of those things where I feel like with James, it's so authentic. And I think we've talked about this a lot throughout the season. But every single person on this season is incredibly authentic. Even Jean Robert is incredibly, he's inauthentically or he's authentically inauthentic. Like he's authentically trying not to be Jean Robert. Like that's what's so amazing about this cast. And so like when James like, yeah, he has his little lines or whatever. And I know the PG moment people weren't exactly happy with and all that, but it seems like everybody can just rally around this guy because at the end of the day, you're like, it is relatable. He's saying it how it is yeah, there's going to be certain things where I'm like, Ugh, but then there's other parts where you're like, you know what? This guy's just likable. He's got that smile, which when he smiles with that bald head and everything, he just looks absolutely amazing. Um, but Dad, is- well,
1: you mentioned the bald head and not his entire body of muscles, because that's definitely what ma- what what does it well, for me.
0: It's it's kind of funny though, because I always think I, I love Armageddon, uh, uh, the movie Armageddon, the Michael Bay-, Bay classic. I'm pretty sure it's like, you know, one of the top five greatest movies of all time. I think it won the Oscar for best movie ever. Uh, if anybody won, to you know look up that quote but <laughs> Michael Clark duncan in that he's got a very similar smile to James and like he kind of plays like a kind of like a you know a, a crazier guy in that movie but it always re- James always kind of reminds me of that where I'm like if James could act James could have been a hell of an actor because he seems insanely likable he seems just so like authentic not that actors are authentic don't get me wrong here but it, he's just got that smile that even when his muscles are hidden because it's a close-up on his face you're like it's a good looking guy. I mean, Amanda put it best. People like him because he's a stud. Let's let's be real here. So
1: yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely authentic, and I think it's it's funny because I've, I'm watching him now. I'm watching him in this reunion, and then you go to the Ghost Island reunion where he is literally like, "Why am I here? I don't belong in the state of California." I I he is such a fish out of water. So it's fascinating to see that that one eighty.
0: It's it's funny. And he's talking about how great it is. He's happy you can make people better. I love his story about about, you know, the, the, the daughter funeral. and the mother at the funeral. Like, it's very endearing. And meanwhile, sitting right in front of him is Courtney, who says, I hate kids. Yeah. I hate them. They're the worst. And it's funny. I mean, it's it's really interesting that dynamic of just these people are so authentic they wanted Courtney back on fans versus favorites. And she said, no. And I'm pretty sure that had she said, yes, Amanda probably wouldn't have been on that season. And they would have went with Courtney instead of Amanda because they would have wanted um, not too many people from China on the season. Uh, So Courtney was their first choice. Courtney was somebody who literally told them, no, I do not want to be there. And here she is saying she hates kids and saying in the episode, this isn't welfare. I'm not just going to give you the money because you suck at life. Like, but this is this is authentic, Courtney. And what does she immediately say after that, Alexa? What does she immediately say?
1: Well, um, I I don't remember, but I because I don't have my notes. But what I was going to say is I like another annoying Jeff moment because there's nothing Jeff loves more than forcing apologies out of people. Um, and my personal favorite is when he tries to get Brenda to a or Don to apologize to Brenda, but that's neither here nor there. He's like, "All right, Courtney, what like tell tell me about your conversation with Denise." And he was she was like. Denise and I are good like we already talked it out like it's all fine and he's like ah oh, crap like there goes my bit and like pretty well, much directly so he's like oh well guess we'll talk about something else
0: he literally says if, if it's all good we're gonna move on then because at the end of the day you do want to get down to the the nitty-gritty and and yeah. is everybody good and whatever but immediately after saying what Courtney says in that episode she says I'm the biggest bitch on the planet And it's that self-awareness of like what you just said is so wrong that like Alexa and I will have conversations before and after these podcasts or we'll text each other and you'll say something and then like immediately after you'll be like "Mm, that was mean and like you know it. And I feel like Courtney just happened to be having that private conversation on national TV. And because Survivor was probably pissed off that she turned down another opportunity to play, they were like, we're going to air this. But they air her self-awareness too. And I will say that everybody on this season, arguably with the exception of Dave Cruiser, seems like a very self-aware person. And (laughs) I don't think we get that all the time in Survivor anymore, which I think is why these older seasons are a little bit more refreshing even when you get some non-self-aware people, maybe like Jean Robert, they still know kind of who they are and what they're doing. Nowadays, we just get too many mackers who are like, "I live in L.A. Isn't that cool?" And everybody's like, "No, L.A. is terrible. Don't move to L.A. I just left."
1: Phil, Phil, that was the that was the Dark Ages. That was in the twenties. That doesn't so much happen anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> I like you needed to get that out. <laughs>
0: I just needed to let everybody know I left L.A. Goodbye. <laughs> everybody should stay, though. It's a great place. Florida sucks. Um, all right, Alexa, go. <laughs> uh, well, I don't have my notes. I was, I was kind of needing right. it. Well, let's talk. Let's actually talk about the episode because we've been talking a lot about the reunion. And this is a very good reunion. And uh, I just want to let everybody know the only thing better than a million dollars is a million dollars and a little uh, dot dot dot. As Jean Robert leaves the ellipses in the air for everybody to just piece together. And Jamie probably laughs the hardest at it, which, again, Jean Robert knows his audience, maybe not the America of the audience, but he definitely knows Jamie is not going to be offended and neither is Eric. Um, James also has the great line of "Yo, mama is watching. And that is an exact <laughs> quote when Eric is asked if he's still a virgin,
1: but so good. So good. But he's but trying, I want- trying to protect his mother. I, I, you know, he's a good guy.
0: And, and and Eric's mother is a very cute lady. We'd seen her. James, I don't think ever got to meet her because it was right after James had been voted out. But, you know, you want to keep It's a Southern thing. I mean, James is a Southern guy at heart. He knows it's very important to the mothers. But uh, let's talk about the episode and let's talk about the fact that this is a one boot finale. And China mm-hmm. is my favorite season and always will be my favorite season. But Alexa, I don't know if you fast forwarded it or not. I did not because... Uh, we've been watching this kind of sporadically and with the move and everything, it kind of was nice to have the refresher. This might have been other than survivor Borneo, the longest recap of a season of all time. It, was it goes like, on for 15
1: minutes. Yeah. I, I, cause I was watching it and I was like, Oh yeah, this am so helpful. This is great. And then I got water and then I got some food and I was like, what, this is still going on they went through like every single vote out and they didn't do the like, and we got rid of three John who's back to back to back and we'll school. Like yeah. they still gave us all that information. That was a doozy.
0: It was long. And then what ends up happening is, and I love this final four. I could watch this final four. If they showed us all 72 hours of this final four together, I would have been all about it. Like yeah. Denise moping while the other three are talking and Todd is paranoid and Courtney's making comments and Amanda's doing whatever she's doing. But I just think that they were like, okay, we actually don't have that much content here. And if you realize this is actually a little bit longer of a finale or of a reunion, maybe some more than nowadays. But if you think it's 34, excuse me, it's 34 minutes on CBS. And that does not count the actual reading of the votes. Cause that goes into the other part, which, you know, so this finale itself, if you count the reading of the votes is, or this reunion is probably about 40 minutes long. That's a Mm. long reunion. Reunions are normally a half hour or shorter. And so, for that to be this long, I almost feel like they wanted to hype up fans versus favorites a little bit more. And so, they were like, okay, we're going to spend a little bit more time on the reunion. And since we only have one boot, We kind of need filler here. The rites of passage, John Millsip just said, was disgustingly long this season. Phil Conte says the rites of passage was long also. It's a very long rites of passage with a very long recap at the beginning. Is this just a bloated episode of Survivor that really doesn't stand the test of time?
1: It's, and the right, this rite of passage is extra bad because every single person in the final three is from the same tribe. So at the beginning, they're like, Oh, yeah, like, Ashley, I feel th- I have something to say about it. Like they were just talking about people they didn't even know, which made it so much worse.
0: Chicken, Ashley, they did get to know Dave. So at least there was that because he switched tribes. But Chicken and Ashley have nothing to say. And, mm-hmm. and and again, I'm OK with this stuff. Like this doesn't right. bother me. I love the old school survivor. I love the rites of passage. Don't tell anyone because that's not good. But I, like I it love know. I'm,
1: I'm actually shocked, shocked that you said that. I'm shocked to feel that.
0: No, because because to me, Survivor is not about becoming famous. Survivor is not about building a platform. Survivor is about playing a game and having a once in a lifetime experience that very few people are ever going to get to experience. And you should be super pumped if you do get to experience it. So this shows you, even Chicken, who's voted out three days in, and at the reunion says, "If I wasn't going to win it, I wanted to be the first one out." I don't blame yeah. him. Feel that, but but he says that, and you're like. This guy, like, it was about his moment. It was about his journey, all of that. I like the Rites of Passage because it it, it says to you, like, this is a send-off to these characters. Nowadays, the send-off to these characters is 40 seasons later when they come back and they've aged, but they're still pretty cool. You know, like, it's, it's just very weird. So I love the Rites of Passage. I think it's great. And I personally like recaps at the beginning. But if you're trying to convince somebody, which I will try to do every time, that Survivor China is the best season of Survivor ever. Is it more difficult because this finale more falls in lines with Australia than in lines with, I don't know, let's say, uh, 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 I want to say Healers, Healers, Hustlers, because I love that one. But, but then I mean, a cat
1: I on. let's talk about great. Let's talk about fantastic seasons. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. Or or even Ghost Island. I mean, I, I have no problems here. Yeah, we just went out three really great seasons right there. But, um, but I think you're right. Like, it's not. And I. Again, when I was watching this live, I didn't really, like, care so much about, like, am I excited or am I not? But I do remember watching it and thinking, like, huh, all three of these have very different stories. Like, they could be really interesting. But it's not a good finale. It's a boring finale. The final challenge is boring. It's challenges. Yeah. It's And the Denise thing, like, you go into this final four and you know Denise is not going to make it to the end. So, it do- like, even the final four isn't interesting.
0: And, and that's and that's where like I come in, and like I said, I could watch these people all day, every day. It's the greatest final three of all time. I mean, there's no arguing with that one. Maybe not the most exciting final tribal because that would go to Dom and Wendell, but Laurel is not a part of the greatest final three of all time because it's Laurel. This <laughs> this final three is just an absolutely impeccable final three. I right. I was looking at it. This was my number two, my number twenty nine, and my number forty one. And I think a lot of people when they rewatch this season would probably agree with me a little bit. Amanda does belong a little bit lower than. Than people might've thought, I think she came in in like the top 20 on the actual Russell list. I put her at 41 and I got a lot of flack for that. But if you really rewatch this season, other than the James move, Amanda doesn't do all that much. And then as we know, in Micronesia, she makes a lot of the same mistakes, even though she is a lot more exciting of a player, but mm-hmm. I had Courtney at 29. I had Todd at two, And I had Amanda at number 41. It's the greatest final three of all time. It's a final tribal council. Unlike any other, because you really sit there and you're like, who's going to win this thing? Like you really don't know. Yeah. But the whole episode just kind of has that lingering feeling of, okay, when are they voting Denise out? When are they voting Denise out? Yeah. When are they voting Denise out? Like, that's what it just feels like the whole episode.
1: Yeah. And, and, and even then, once it gets to that part, it's like, okay, so Todd is like talking strategy. Amanda's like kind of doing the like coming of age thing and Courtney's being Courtney. So those are, that's your group, group of three. Like, that's what you're going to get. And that's what we get for like an hour and a half.
0: Mm -hmm. i agree and now let me ask you this though let's let's i have to adjust here sorry i gotta fix my wall (laughs) i don't want i don't want my butt to touch the ground during this entire episode so if (laughs) i can do this uh make sure everybody send this to war dog so that he knows i don't skip leg day and i know he does his wall squats um but i wanted to say with with this reward challenge which i think is an absolutely epic Uh. reward challenge i've gotten to know um a couple of the people in the art department uh who are just phenomenal and they weren't working on it back in China, but this stuff they do, I mean, for those finale sets and stuff, it looks like real stuff and they're working with whatever they can find in the LA wilderness. So it's incredible what the art department is able to do. This might be their finest work building that wall and the great wall of China that they build is so cool looking. And this challenge is actually a really fun challenge. However, however, I think it's about the worst four people you could have running it from the st- from a uh, drama standpoint because you know right. Courtney and Denise just aren't in it because Denise can't do a puzzle and Courtney can't do anything physical. So it comes down to Todd and Amanda. Amanda ends up winning it. And then she's left with the decision. Do you take somebody with you? How do you feel about her taking one person? She had the opportunity to sit alone, take one, take two. She could not take everybody. How do you feel about her taking one person and taking Todd and then telling him, I don't trust you for about 25 minutes?
1: I think she's kind of in a lose-lose situation because I think at this point, and and it was interesting because Todd actually said he was like, I was hurt as a friend to hear that which is pretty shocking and i didn't really remember that i thought todd was always just like so strategic that i almost forgot that like he considered amanda a friend which is really nice but i think like in modern day survivor what you do is you you got to do that by yourself and i think she should have done it on her own but i think where it's a lose-lose for her is todd would have gotten mad at her and Todd is the only person who would have actually been able to do something about it if he wasn't happy and I think she knew that so I think she would have preferred to be by herself but knew that she had to keep Todd and I think the her not like telling him that she didn't trust him maybe that was a like I want to be so honest with you that we can now trust each other but at that point it's a final four like what does it matter if you guys trust each other
0: so here's what I think. And I'm, I'm reading a couple of uh, scenarios here in the chat uh, worth playing for says, I feel like you can't take two people and leave one person alone. John Millsip says, I think the best thing she could have done was to take Courtney and Denise. Um, it, John that's says, I drill. feel like you I have know, to take two call. people and leave one alone. Here's my take on this. I think Amanda actually made the perfect move in this situation. And here's why mm-hmm. you cannot take nobody because then you send three people back, the majority right before a final immunity challenge and all three of them are pissed off and they can talk to each other and say, she just won that. We well, should vote her out. They can all sit and talk about that.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: don't take Denise because Courtney and Todd are going to be angry and Courtney and Todd could pull Denise in and say, let's vote out Amanda. You don't take two people Because then if the person you did not take ends up winning the final immunity challenge. So let's say she takes Courtney and Todd and Denise pulls out final immunity. Denise is 100% going to lobby to get Amanda out of the game. And whoever Amanda is going for is going to say, great, I'll vote Amanda out. As long as it's not me, I want to sit in final three. So you have to take one person. You can't take two. And I think taking Todd was the right move because at this point, everybody knows Todd is a schemer. And Amanda knows Denise does not want to go to the end with Todd because Denise is worried she'd lose to Todd. So Denise is always going to be going for Todd in this situation. Courtney might be a little annoyed that she didn't get picked, but Courtney has no pull. Amanda needs to sit there with Todd because Todd's the schemer and say, Todd, I'll go to the final three with you, but you and me, need to talk this out you can't just go run away and start talking to courtney and talking to denise and doing all that so i don't know if this was her thought process but i think it was the perfect decision in the moment i think she did it absolutely perfectly
1: do you what do you think if she were to take todd and denise because courtney then courtney can't win. yeah but what is court what what can courtney do
0: If, well, you you know, you don't know what that last challenge is going to be. What if it's sitting on a barrel for five hours? Like you don't know, like, and seriously, that's the problem. And a lot of times, and I don't know how much of a fan Amanda was. I don't know if she was like a super fan or if she had just kind of been like a mild fan or whatever. But a lot of times those final three to final four challenges – are more endurance-based. Well, if it's stand on a stick for an hour, like for four days, Courtney weighs nothing. She's not going to be in pain like all these other people are going to be. So you still have to worry that what if this last challenge is literally stick your hand in a jar and pull out a ball, you know, like we've seen, and mm-hmm. Courtney, who has hands that are, you know, probably the size of my pinky, can just be like boop, got it. And then she wins and she's pissed at Amanda. I think that you have to do it this way, and also you have to be thinking. What if you're looking at a jury and the one person you leave out does end up getting voted out? You will never, ever, ever get their vote. Now, Amanda was never going to get any of their votes anyway, because she has a terrible final tribal performance. But if you leave Denise out or you leave Courtney out and they end up on the jury, they're going to sit there and say, I'm not voting for you. Like, mm-hmm. forget you. You purposely made this happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I got. OK, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a lot. I don't know if Amanda thought that much, but I. Did or did not work out. Did, definitely didn't work out, but worked out for Todd.
0: It worked out for Todd. And I mean, it worked out for Amanda as much as it could have. Amanda's only f- real flaw in this game is the fact that her final tribal sucks. If her final oh, yeah. tribal was better, she, and I think it was, was it Jamie who said it or somebody said, it, or maybe it was PG. She was like, you literally just keep saying that other people, like you're just trying to make Todd take the fall. You and you, oh, it's always Todd's fault. It's Todd's fault. It's Todd's fault. What if it's not Todd's fault? What if it's your fault? Like, why aren't you yeah. owning anything? And Amanda doesn't own anything in either one of her final travels.
1: And also the thing with saying that something is someone else's fault, that can also very easily be interpreted as credit. And so it was like, OK, that's Todd's fault. Well, Todd did it. So some other juror could say, yeah, Todd's the reason I'm gone, but maybe I should vote for him because of that.
0: And Isn't that I think that's exactly what Todd says to Jamie's question, because it's like, why Amanda or why Courtney? Why? Why would they be better? And, and he's like, they literally made the same votes as me. They just yeah. voted where I voted. And Amanda does take the credit for the James thing, which is a good move on her part. But even when she says that she voted out James, she won't even say, yeah, I blindsided James. She's like, yeah. And then uh, we had to get rid of. And she like, thinks, And she's like, how can I say this more accurately? And it's like, just say you blindsided James. Like, Todd knew how to own what he did to every person up there, and so did Courtney. I mean, Courtney really does a great job of owning all of her little moments along the way. And even when I forget who it is, I don't know if it's if it's I forget who it is, but somebody goes up there and starts being like, Courtney was a tag along, she didn't do anything, blah blah, and she's literally sitting there going, Yep fact true uh uh-huh yep because she knows and, and it's her whole existence to just say yeah that's what i did i did nothing but guess what i'm here and when she even says to jean robert in the great moment of did you win an immunity it's absolutely perfect it's absolutely perfect because she owns everything she was supposed to own and even when she says that todd when jamie tries to get her to throw todd under the bus i actually think some people might have respected her answer there because she doesn't throw todd under the bus
1: yeah, I, I think that I think they liked that a lot. And that's like what we said earlier. Courtney was Courtney was genuine and Todd was genuine. And Amanda tried to be or tr- Amanda tried to be what she thought they wanted, which was mm-hmm. being genuine, and she wasn't.
0: Well, and, and this is my advice for anybody who goes out and plays Survivor. And and maybe I'm wrong here. I mean maybe maybe we should turn this over to somebody who's a little bit more knowledgeable yeah, on this subject. But my advice would be first time you're talking to these people in days in weeks in some cases i mean amanda probably hadn't talked to jamie since i don't know 14 days or something along those <laughs> lines yeah maybe maybe ever the last thing they want to hear when you first get up there is okay amanda give us your opening statement and your opening statement is so i came into this game and i started playing and this is exactly what i did every step of the way it's boring it gives no credit to the jury and Amanda laid out her game as if she was asked to lay out your game she didn't make an opening statement of i came in here as just the beauty queen i needed to find somebody i did blah 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 we went there her opening statement is legitimately boring because it's, so it's almost and it's almost like an alexa i know you and i have both applied for the show we've both like attempted and and i don't know what stops me but i do know that on my first or second take normally i'm very monotone and i'm very mm. boring because I'll say I grew up in New Jersey and then I moved to California and I hated it there. And then I did this and, and it's very monotone and, and Amanda almost forgot to practice in the, the Island mirror and make it sound a little bit more exciting because at the end of the day, like you can list out your resume, that's fine. But if there's no personality behind it, and if you don't know where to spice it up and say, John Robert, the boot of you, even though I told you I couldn't do it. It needed to happen because otherwise I was going home next. That's a total lie, but people lie on their resumes. You still put in the resume blindsided Jean Robert, but you're underneath where you explain what you're you know, your your what you did at the job. You say got rid of him before he could get rid of me perfect a man that doesn't do any of that she's literally just like and then I did this and then it was final four and then I made sure to win immunities because I was strong
1: honestly the thing and like this might come off as harsh I just especially when you put her up against those three or the other two she just doesn't have the personality that they do so I think like you put her up against other people and she's very exciting but like you compare you put the nerves of being at the final tribal council with her not having the same kind of personality that Todd and Courtney have, that's what you're going to get with her. And I think just when it's, when it just starts on that note, it's really hard to like bounce back and be high energy.
0: Well, and, and okay, so this is two seasons in a row. Amanda's the least interesting person in the final three, Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: then in, in fans versus favorites, poverty and Sari are both way more, bigger personalities and amanda's not going to beat either of them again at final three if it was a final three or a final two because again they are just so much more compelling Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what it comes down to going into that final tribal i don't know what james was going to do but he writes down courtney's name because courtney knows how to be i mean alexa you live in new york she knows how to be a new yorker she knows Mm -hmm. how to sit down and say this is what i did I don't really give a crap if you like it or don't, but this is what I did now. S- stick with it. And if you want to vote for me, vote for me. If you don't, you don't. It's why Tommy Sheehan and Dean are so fun to watch go back and forth because they're compelling. They're interesting. And, you know, for there's just something about Amanda that just honestly isn't as compelling as a flight attendant and a waitress, two people whose entire jobs are to be social Amanda mm-hmm. didn't have that. Amanda with the beauty queen thing, yeah, there's a soci- sociability to that, but it's not the same thing, and I think it does end up killing her at this final tribal, and then it ends up hurting her with Sari, who's a nurse, and Parvati, who is a uh, what a boxer, slash model, slash whatever Parvati is. <laughs> slash, so like,
1: bubbly personality.
0: <laughs> slash
1: flirt. You know, I yeah. don't think Amanda's really
0: much of a flirt, so
1: there you go. No, I don't think Amanda would say that about herself, honestly. No, I don't either. Um, yeah, and and again, like, you see, like, Jamie wants to vote for her and like every time Amanda interacts with PG they're either like best friends or Amanda's like low-key super mean to her so okay. it's just I think like the game kind of gets to Amanda a little bit um, but it's it's at the point where like as a viewer you think she has a shot to win and then the second
0: yeah, the final trial she just doesn't yeah. Absolutely. And and so let's talk about the, the final immunity challenge, which I know I know you weren't a fan of. And I always think that this one would be very difficult. But I also think this is one of the easier versions of these difficult ones, even though you have the little knob there. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think about Amanda's strategy slash cheating? And I don't know if it was cheating. I don't know if it was specified, but it sure felt like a cheat, Um, even though, hey, if it's it obviously it works out she's not cheating within the rules but to me it felt like survivor was like shit we should have said that because if you watch every season after this i don't think you're allowed to do that what do yeah. you think about her putting the cup upside down and then literally they do another one and she's just like okay
1: yeah she she like stares production dead in the eyes and does it a second yeah. time <laughs> it, it, it's, <laughs>
0: it's the middle finger as you pour out the yeah. water,
1: you know i mean i'm fine with it because they didn't say anything i don't i mean if they I, I almost would have preferred that, like, after she does it the first time, they then clarify it. But I think, I think maybe she like beat the system. So I don't think what she did was wrong in any way, but it, it worked. I mean, it, it worked perfectly. And I think you're right. I think moving forward, they never end up doing this again. But it's not mentioned. Jeff says stack the plates. She stacked the plates.
0: I, it's a it's a brilliant move. I mean, the fact that it's not cheating, it's a brilliant move. I just feel like Survivor was like, eh, after that, crashed. Like, <laughs> I think they definitely do do this challenge again, and I think when they do it, they don't. They, I think everybody's putting them the right way up because Amanda's move there was perfect. I wish Jeff would have been like, okay, great, now uh, you need to use a large plate followed by a, a a small teacup because when you put the small soy sauce thing down or whatever, and if the next thing's a bowl, just put it upside down and it covers the soy sauce, like or the yeah. soy sauce bowl. So that's what I don't. I don't think that they really thought this one through, and it definitely felt like she she broke the game more than anything.
1: Yeah, because she did it at a very specific point, too. She wasn't always doing them upside down. So maybe she kind of like in the heat of the moment tried it and was like, I'll just do this until they tell me not to. And then they never told her not to. Yeah,
0: And 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 so this begins also the beginning of Denise starting to and I don't want to be a dick, but but starting to beg. And I, that's fine. It's Survivor. You're going to the final yeah, four. She
1: does it. I don't I. Yeah, I don't you, like it. but She does it. Everyone does it. Yeah,
0: you want to get to the final three. You know that you're up against the wall. Obviously, Amanda's not going to make a deal with her because all Amanda has to do is look over and realize, hey, that's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And I'm sitting here with literally a perfect stack that you could put in a, you know, in the Sears catalog of buy this fine China. Um, But we don't get it. And then we get back to the actual beach and Denise's pitch. How did you feel about Denise's pitch with the. Todd will do something in Hollywood, which I thought that was weird because I don't know what Todd was trying to do in Hollywood. Courtney will be Courtney. You'll be doing you'll have your fashion line and I'll be making seven dollars an hour. What did you think?
1: I think it's totally fair. I mean, I think like the, to me, like the begging happens all the time. It doesn't really I don't think it ever really works. I d- would love to see the numbers on that. But I think like how whatever tactic she wants to use is totally fine. And I, it is like funny because we're seeing it later and we're like, Todd going to LA like, interesting. I don't know. Like Courtney getting big in New York. I don't know. But that's, that's Denise's story. And it does line up with like how, like, and Denise, the way she talks to us in confessionals, she's like, I'm always picked last. Like I'm the lunch lady at the set. It's not, I don't think it's wrong of her to do that. I think that's totally fine.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I was just, I was just kind of wondering what people's feelings were on this because at the end of the day, and and it's, it's, it's just one of those things, like you don't want to be around the sad, depressed person. You don't want to be around the person right. who's always like, oh, everything is terrible. Like, oh, we're having a beer watching the Miami game, and then you have the one friend who walks in, and they sit down, and they're like, you want to hear every tragedy that's happened to me in the last three days? And you're like, no, I want to watch the game, and then they tell you anyway. And nobody wants that. But I always say that everything is fair in Survivor, probably with the exception of what Jeff Varner did. Like, And I think that's totally fair to say. I think everything else is fair in Survivor. Probably shouldn't be kicking people in the shin like Ben did. But when you're going to kicked out of the game, fight and claw and scratch and mm-hmm. be an asshole. I don't care. But don't obviously blow up somebody's life because you're selfish. There's right. a difference. But I think – and and I know like I was watching this with my girlfriend and she was like, I hate this. I don't like this. It's annoying. Yeah. It's stupid, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm like, if it's going to work on anybody, it's going to work on Amanda. And Denise needs to do everything she can to force a 2-2 tie. And guess what? Two seasons later, it works. Now, Maddie's yeah. not running around saying, hey – or Bob. He's not running around saying, hey, I'm going to go back to being a physics teacher and my life is sad but he plays into sugar's emotions and he ends up making it to the final three and winning the game. And Denise really thought she could win the game if she got there. Good for her. So I think it was the right move. I think it was the right thing. And I think the reason we hear Courtney say what she says is because Courtney said it first. Well, Denise said it first and Courtney is absolutely like, Shit, she's gonna pull this off and screw everything up for us. Cause if she sits a final three, she's gonna win the game because she's got a better story than I do. I'm just a waitress. And even Jeff says you work in a high-end restaurant. Like Alexa, I think you said you've been to that restaurant. I have n- I don't know which restaurant it is, but if it's a high-end restaurant in New York, you're making dope tips every year except for 2020.
1: Yeah, yeah, really good point. But I think um, yeah, I think you're right in like what you know, what what Rachel said. Like, I feel kind of both ways where I think it's totally fair that Denise does it, but I know like if I was playing and she did that, I'd be like, what, I, I, what What? do you want? Like, come on. I, I don't want to lose. Like I'm in a com- competition game. So it's fair, but not everyone's going to like it. And it, again, it doesn't always work.
0: And I think that's the beauty of survivor. I mean, I was just exactly. talking to one of my friends. He's, he's rewatching uh, all the old seasons in order. And he just watched in season 12 where Terry, he's like, Terry became a dick, huh? What a fall from grace. And I'm like, I love it. I I absolutely love it. He drives them <laughs> all crazy. He pisses off Suri. Yeah, he crosses a line with Suri, but at the same time, Suri and him just, they're just never gonna see eye to eye. They just butt heads. And he was like, but what about in that challenge when he starts complaining about the rules and blah, blah, blah? I was like, it's your uncle. That's all it is. It's literally your uncle who's like, I lost. I'm mad because also I haven't had a break since day, whatever. And you know what? that's not going to change his mind, but I'm okay with that. I still mm-hmm. think it's great, but you don't have to. And I think that's, what's beautiful about this whole thing is, and and that's probably why we're able to be recapping survivor China and still getting views on it and, and talking about the amazing race and whatever the hell else we talk about, because at the end of the day, people are going to disagree and agree and all of that. And you don't need to have a hundred percent agreement on this, but there were people who absolutely hated Denise for that. And then there were people who absolutely loved Denise for that. And we're like, come on, Amanda, do it. Come on.
1: Yeah. She worked her ass off. And, uh,
0: you know, it's a bummer, obviously, what ends up happening with Denise. And I still don't understand, really, if she lied or fabricated or whatever ends up happening at the yeah, end of that. Yeah, the
1: situation's just, like, crappy. The,
0: the way I look at it is it's none of my business. And I'm pretty sure what ended up happening is an entire school district threatened to sue her. And then she probably was like, well, I'll give the money to charity then. And they're like, okay, we won't sue somebody who's going to give the money to charity. But yeah. Denise might have been in the right, but because she doesn't have as much money as a school district, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Um you know, it is what it is. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't I know enough even, about
1: it. I know the controversy like that well. And I don't and Denise isn't like a major part of the community and I'm sure she's not like screaming it from the rooftop. So it's I it just like is weird
0: it's weird it's weird yeah, but but also it's it's it is what it is i mean i like denise i think denise is a hustler and hey denise probably did fabricate her story but you know what she got fifty thousand dollars out of it i wish i could fabricate stories to get fifty thousand dollars yeah great
1: mark at mark Burnett.
0: <laughs> yeah at mark Burnett. now granted she does it on national tv and then ends up looking like a bad guy but hey i'll tell you whatever you want to hear if you're gonna give me fifty thousand dollars i mean that's fine with me
1: yeah totally
0: <laughs> Look, I'm a I'm a YouTuber, okay? That's what that's what we do. If you guys want if anybody yeah. wants to donate fifty thousand dollars to me or Alexa, just tell me what you want me to say. I don't care. Super cash
1: it over on that live chat. <laughs>
0: yeah, just, just hit it right there. I mean, I can't log into our YouTube, but go ahead and do it because hey, maybe something good will happen.
1: Professional YouTubers right here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, here you go. John Millsip has the whole thing. This is why we like John Millsip. She was given a new job before leaving for Survivor, then asked to return to her old position when she got back and was told no. So
1: hmm. interesting. Yeah.
0: So she changed from being a lunch lady to a janitor and then wanted to be a lunch lady again and then was stuck still being a janitor. I don't know what Denise is doing now. I don't know what her deal is, but um, most of this cast has disappeared, unfortunately. So, Yeah, true. The shame of it all. <laughs> what else do I have here? What else did I want to touch on? I feel like there's other things that must be touched on. Um no, maybe not. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what else happened at the reunion, if there was any any other big news. I mean, Frosty just gets, like, one little moment, puts his head under James's arm, and that's a cute moment. I like that. Yeah, that's, um,
1: that's about all of – that's, like, the season's worth of Frosty right there.
0: Oh, there you go. Seth Rollins says Denise did an interview on uh, Fair Play's podcast. We'll have to watch that. I didn't realize that. I would,
1: did. I would give that a listen.
0: I'd give that a listen. I mean, I have to listen to Johnny's voice, but I'll listen
1: yeah you also, like you know, it's usually the way the the ratio is about 15 minutes of him to one minute of denise so you can you can do like the fast forward thing pretty easily yeah
0: very easily yeah yeah it's like a six minute podcast if you only listen to denise's parts um <laughs> god i miss i miss fair play i texted fair play on thanksgiving i haven't heard back so i think he hates me I yikes mean, he did wrong i know Sorry. i know it's like t- two weeks left on red come on johnny yeah to that's tough and, anybody who's an nsfw guys be like phil misses you johnny hey. phil misses you. I know. Not Alexa, but Phil. Yeah,
1: just Phil. He's going to hate that more, actually. I would maybe not say that. I know. That's
0: why I want it to happen. Um, (laughs) All right, but we're winding down. This was our Survivor trying to rewatch.
1: I have officially
0: moved uh, with the Christmas holiday and everything coming up. In the new year, Alexa and I have a lot planned. If I can log into YouTube, we're going to have all this (laughs) exciting stuff going on. I'm telling you, everybody, this podcast almost didn't happen because I was cursing up a storm before this. I punched a countertop. I was very angry. But, but anyway, um, did intern but respond respond to you? what did intern respond to you? Yeah. Intern has no clue. So thank you. Intern. Thank you. We need a new intern. Intern doesn't know. Uh, we are going to be doing things though in the future in 2021 in what has to be a better year than 2020. And if it isn't, it can go straight to hell already. But, here we are at the very end. We have two weeks left of this, of the three weeks left of this miserable, chaotic, whatever mess of a year it was. But we got through it. We gave you guys a lot of good content. We did a lot of fun stuff, Survivor related. Our top 100s, if you're a patron, if you're not a patron, if you're just hearing us for the first time, go become a patron. You will get 100 episodes of me talking about my top 100 players. We have a lot of fun other stuff Alexa and I have done in the past. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up. We're starting to use our patrons a little bit more for our podcast. We'll mm-hmm. probably be doing excuse me, another rewatch at some point, maybe at the beginning of the new year, I'm hearing rumors that we might get three seasons airing in 2021. If they're able to actually or two seasons airing, but one in the summer, if they're actually able to get it filmed, which the news out of Canada, thank you. Our neighbors to the North is hello. Let's get this vaccine going. We've approved it. So hopefully that'll mean new survivor on the, on the future, on the horizon, but we've done this entire survivor China finale recap. I think second place on our other thing was token chains, but we'll see Alexa and I will probably figure out another season to watch. Um, we are going to be finishing up The Amazing Race. I am back. I will be able to talk about The Amazing Race now. I am pissed off that the last two episodes I lose my girls and then I don't get to talk about Amelie because all of you are probably dying to hear me talk about Amelie, which I will be talking about and I will not be allowing Alexa off the hook. With I don't Amelie even know what that then- is. Perfect. That's exactly what I knew you would say. And if I can log into YouTube or if we can figure something out. I'm going to be recapping the first episode of the challenge tonight with one of our patrons, John Milsip. So that is going to be coming. I don't know how we're really going to do this as we move forward. If it's going to be always with John, if we're going to kind of bounce around, get some patrons who involved here and there, but it's just something that's coming. So there's a lot coming up on the horizon tonight while I sit here and do a wall squat for what could be the next four hours. Alexa, I know I kind of took your thing there, but I just wanted to say everybody very happy we're able to get through the survivor China thing Very happy that we had so many viewers throughout the entire thing. I know we started over a 1,000. It dropped down to like 400, 500. But if we're getting 400 or 500 of you while we're doing this and there's no Survivor on, that is fantastic to us. I know you're all enjoying Alexa Survivor Australia stuff. So, Alexa, this is probably the last time we're going to be doing a Survivor podcast, the two of us, for 2020. So I just kind of wanted to say all of that, get that off my chest. Good job to you starting out the thing with uh, McKenna and all of that. I've really been not listening to it, but I've been enjoying that it's there. And uh,
1: I'm one of those. I, I was always on people is like, can everyone stop DMing me and telling me to watch Australian survivor? And now I'm like, I get it. It is better than we are on episode nine. And there's like 90 people still in the season. It is better than any modern survivor season I've watched. Like they actually know what they're doing. And Is it because they all have Australian accents? Probably, but it's still funny that way. Um, Yeah, we McKenna and I were supposed to recap episodes eight and nine tonight, but I am not in my apartment and I left my notebook there. So it's kind of hard, or left my notebook in my regular apartment. So kind of hard to lead a podcast when I have no idea what I'm talking about. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, And like Phil said, become a patron. It actually felt really nice to not have to close it out. So everyone have a great night and we'll be back in about uh, an hour for our Amazing Race final four recap.
0: Yikes. Goodbye. Yikes.